0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Patch and Crash, a podcast where gaming life and culture meet. I'm here with uh, my good friends Mike and Paul, and I'm Hans. And uh, Mike, you have a little segment for us? Yeah, it's called
1: Play, Hate, and Miss. And we started this in our first episode. And uh, we're going to continue it forward, because it's a lot of fun. So um, here's, I'll just start it off. Um, what am I playing? Uh, let's see, I've, I'm playing a lot of the same mobile stuff that I uh, talked about last week. You know. Clash as well as uh knighthood. And by the way, Paul, this whole like I got max 20 rank or whatever, or max rank is only 20. I think I'm at 17. So 45. Is it 45? Okay, no, thanks. Uh one more thing. I was I thought I was almost there. Uh no, but I've added two more games. Uh 45 really? Now I'm just angry. Well, right. I'm just angry. It was it was twenty at one point. Clearly, I missed the memo somewhere where it's like raised from twenty to forty five. Maybe mm-hmm. it always was forty five, and I'm just, some I'm just chasing uh, uh, a max cap. Anyway, I added two other games. One, uh, True to Form, Man Eater. Uh, I did uh, downloaded it. I played it. it. I at least got you know an hour in. I don't know if I have any commentary about it. Maybe I'll, I'll save it for later. And then Lonely Mountain Downhill. So it's. Um, uh, it was actually a Kickstarter game that has now popped up on Steam that I picked up. And make no mistake, uh, it's a call it a low poly, uh, they call it a low poly style mountain biking game. Um, don't let that fool you. It's a pretty difficult game. A um, lot, uh, you know, and even though it says it's arcade, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's like the Dark Souls of, of mountain biking. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> and and uh, hating, um, look, I'm in the middle of moving. There's boxes literally everywhere around me, the only thing I haven't packed is this PC and what I'm talking about. Um, It's one of those things that, it's like painting. You know, when you start it, you're like, oh, this is so bad. And then an hour in, you're like, this is ridiculous. And that's kind of like packing for me all weekend um, and moving, so I'm hating on that. Missing, you know what I'm missing is a good gaming chair. I think I've always been, you guys know, a big console guy. Um, And so I've had the luxury of a couch or a beanbag or something I can chill out on. Turns out that doesn't um, I've, as I've gravitated more to PC gaming, uh, that doesn't work really well. Um, and sitting in garden chairs and other things, yeah, that doesn't work really well for either. For for um, well, maybe it's just my age. So anyway, that's me. Play hate and miss. Um, Paulie, uh, why don't you go? He's such a jerk. <laughs> <Very fine. laughs> okay. For in, in my defense, I've had seven days. Maybe yeah, I mean uh, that's twenty is really good for seven days. Like uh, so, yeah. I play it every day. I'm I'm committed to that. get good. Class. Don't
2: good. Don't, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Play Hey Bendis, What am What am I up to? Um. <clears throat> uh. We played Dauntless on live stream. Uh. Last week. I've I tried to play it a little bit more today. Uh, I didn't go so well solo. It's not nearly as fun as when without playing with friends. Um so I got a little bummed after about an hour I was like meh um which is kind of my my thing with any game that's multiplayer focused now if I end up playing solo I don't like it um what am I what am I missing right now um I'm still missing that time to play the last of us 2 or sorry the, the first last of us and the DLC I disappointed in myself uh and then lastly what am i hating on Uh, i'm gonna go with the weather it's been a little up and down the last couple days and i i want it to stay sunny and nice and it's been a little bit windy it rained here there but um i was kind of flying high actually for the last week because the weather started to get nice but then the last couple days kind of brought me back down i'm like so i'm upset with the weather
0: like a proper swede the conversation turns to weather i like it i like it um how are you (laughs) So I've been uh, still playing a bunch of Dota. Uh it's uh, I've I've always been, you know, like you Paul, where if, if I have a crew to play with, I'm 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 down to play anything multiplayer competitive. But if I'm solo, I usually have rank right? Um but uh it's been going well. Uh it's fun when you win, uh, which is not as often as I wanted to. But that game's still got its hooks in me. I think we'll see when Path of Exile comes comes out with a new season. I'm probably gonna switch over to that also been playing a bunch of fallout shelter with my kids so fallout shelter is a mobile game i play it on switch but it's mm-hmm. basically the same game um because we picked up the board game there's like a board game version of it it's kind of weird but um it's a little board game version of it yeah you get it in one of these lunch boxes right but uh yeah so i've uh i've, I've put some time into that one um for my hate part though um i'm trying to put a little bit of a Not positive spin on this one, but I don't want to sound like an old man complaining all the time. But I do hate that we don't have any alternatives to uh, like when when GDC uh, was canceled and all these trade shows were canceled. We got Jeff Keighley's summer party time, but we don't really have an alternatives where small companies and indies gets to pitch their ideas and raise funding. And we've already seen um companies that just went bankrupt just because they couldn't kind of um make any of those uh, necessary connections at uh, GDC so that's I'm hating that, the fact that we don't have any kind of alternatives to uh, to the trade shows uh, missing um I think I'm missing t- 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 pin- I had an idea about pinball machines pinball games that used to be a big thing right so uh a lot of times you'd have, it's like the only category of gaming where movie tie-ins are actually good, you know? I used to spend a lot of money on, like, the Terminator <laughs> pinball game, you know? And it's, you know, Star Trek's The Next Generation pinball machines, right? But Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, So I'm, I'm actually missing, uh, missing those. There are, like, none to be found anywhere. So that's me
1: the um yes i'm sitting here going back and forth in the by the way we've earned the right for the record hans i love that you're like caveat it like uh you know it's just me i'm like no 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 oh contraire my friend you you, you've earned the right to complain uh, when you get to the i don't know how many decades you are we'll just skip over that (laughs) so hey so hey hey the um Last week uh, we talked a lot about um, mobile gaming and the effect on premium HD gaming. Is it a good or bad thing? And you know, there was a lot of good, a lot of bad, and a lot of indifference, if you want to say that. This week we're going to talk about you know free to play, and you know, is it a good thing? Uh, not just on premium HD gaming, but gaming overall. So, um, so yeah, let's talk about it. Um, Polly, what do you think?
2: I mean, I I like free to play gaming. I I know that when it first came out, <clears throat> there was a lot of uh, controversy around it. Some people felt like, especially in the mobile space, it was kind of a race to the bottom from like a, a business perspective. Um, I actually, you know, to be frank, I kind of held that feeling for a bit. But I think that as as time went on, I kind of understood some of the benefits that it brings to to gaming. Um, similar to when we talked about mobile last week, I think it gives more people a chance to to be a gamer. Um, so I, I'm still excited by the, the opportunity for this to just open up to different audiences. Um, so I'm, i i mean—I'm down with free-to-play gaming. I—I I, I play a lot of stuff. I, I think it's—I think it's a benefit overall for the for the industry.
1: Hans, what are you thinking?
0: I'm—you know—you can't stop the march of technology, right? This is uh, free-to-play is growing and growing and growing, and um, I'm not happy with. I think how it's going to affect the the smaller game studios and the smaller types of games. I think that as more and more games are going to shift towards, well, I think gamers are going to be um, much more used to playing free-to-play games on their consoles and their PCs. Because right now, there's not a ton of options. It's maybe not the sort of, um, um, sort of biggest genre of games on PC or consoles. Definitely on on mobile. I I don't know about those numbers. Maybe maybe you have the mic, but um, as we go and, and sort of grow more and more accustomed to playing free to play, and it's kind of a big ask to to have your audience pay you know sixty dollars for a game. Um, but also developing and marketing and producing a game that is free to play is vastly different than making a game with a small studio and trying to uh, sell that on Steam or. Or any other, you know, online store. So I think that it's going to be the second indie apocalypse. You know, what's 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 going to kill the indies?
1: Okay, you know what I love? How consistent both of you are. Paul's like everything is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's going to be of the like, world for the world a, is ending next week. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to say something that is uh, not that different than last week, which is it depends. Now, so I, can't. I know it just seems like I, so here's the thing I'm leaning far more towards Paul. I think it's a good thing, but it, it it comes with a heavy price. Um, A lot of the things that we talked about um, are endemic um, within gaming, things like monetization schemes and um, which I think shortcut um, a lot of the play experiences at the same time. I love, that free-to-play, I think the big difference between I think pay-to-play and free-to-play is pay-to-play very much is how can I get enough content so I can, you know, what's the value proposition on day one so I can charge a certain amount so people can pay for it. And I think what's missed in that where I think free-to-play is stronger is that you more often than not are trying to find fun because you know and you're more focused in on gameplay and that actually that, that fun has to be really powerful um, early on, I think, um and then you can you can you will layer on different kind of monetization schemes over over time and it is isn't to say that pay to play isn't that way but i think it's more concerned that how do i capture people's money in front and you are seeing it blending over time so it's i think in some ways difficult because you're seeing elements of both um cut across the the aisle of both but um i think it is good to your point paulie it's except it's more, more people are gaming today by and large because of free to play, or at least the fact that it's made it more accessible, but it also, I think creates more bad behavior too. Um, uh, And, and I don't know if it is always a good thing. So I, that's why I say it depends. It's hard for me to take a side on some of this stuff to answer your question, by the way, earlier on, well, we'll talk about this. How about this? Let's, um, I think that's our position. So I'm going to kind of wrap with this Polly. Big thumbs up. Hans, big thumbs down. Me? No. I'm kind of like mid in between, kind of kind of going the way of free to play.
0: Need to need to get you to pick a side. Right, but how about then? <laughs> I'll I will <laughs> convince awesome. you. I, I, I will convince you. So right now, if you go on Steam, you find a game that's twenty dollars, right? Then you kinda know that this is a sort of, you know, thirty hour experience and that's fine, you know? i right? i didn't put a lot of money in and it's fine it's it could it could be a twelve hour experience it could be like a short story you play through it and there you're good uh maybe you'll uh you'll come back once they put out some d l c and then it's fine you' you'll pay another ten bucks and you 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 get another ten twenty hours out of that with free to play games right now all of them go in and saying like this is your lifestyle from on on now right the only reason for you to uh sit down in front of a computer is to play my free to play experience right There's no sort of 30 or 20 or 10-hour experience that is free to play that uh, you can make a sustainable business out of. So, like, if you can, if you can, if we can solve that, so there are free to play games that are small or niche or whatever, you know, catered to a smaller audience or a or uh, or or something else, then then maybe the smaller studios that uh, develop these kinds of uh, games will be able to survive. But I don't think so. I I think it's a foregone conclusion with uh, you know cloud gaming as well coming and uh, i don't i know everybody not everybody believes that um we're going to be streaming games over the internet but um i mean stadia might be looking like a joke right now but in five years i think most people basically out of convenience are going to be streaming their games and then it's going to be such a gosh darn hassle to, um, to buy a game over here and buy a game over there. So you're just going to have everything for free to play, maybe a subscription model. But most of the stuff is just going to be free to play out of convenience. Yeah. And, and I can't imagine uh, smaller studios being able to survive or smaller games being made.
1: I mean, yeah. I go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't necessarily get the connection with the small studios yet, or at least subscribe to it entirely. I, I well, do I think, yeah. but, but I was going to say, I, I do. I definitely think this is why it's always a struggle. And you're right. I should probably pick a side. I'm really bad at that stuff. But the, um, um, I, I do think a part of the beauty of, of pay to play is it does protect the integrity of the experience, meaning I know what I get into more often than not. I'm not so as concerned. In free to play, you're so concerned, especially when you introduce an economy and you're not really sure what the rates are. There's so much focus on that. It isn't to say those things don't exist in pay to play experiences more and more, but that's your entire economy. That's how you make money. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, there is something to be said about being able to pay $10, 15 $20 and know that you're not going to have to worry about the totality of the experience, people messing with it, the fact that I can grind with throughout the game and not have to kind of worry about that. And so I think that from a player standpoint. Now, the indie thing, I want you to kind of go back to that because I don't really, I don't fully kind of understand why indie studios, this would be a threat to them.
0: Right. So if you want to shift your business and start making a free to play game, if you're, uh, you know, a, if you're a dozen people in your company and yeah. it's a completely different um, um, market for that, uh, it's very hard to develop the amount of content that people assume will be there at launch and to be able to sustain, you know, um, these uh, kind of lifestyle gaming uh, but
1: it takes more resources to support. Oh, it, it does absolutely,
0: monitor. and it's also like you're 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 up against you know the big guys in terms of marketing. You you need to make sure that you're uh, as complete an experience as Destiny if you want to make a small but, shooter. But, That's but isn't
1: that the case with pay-to-play? Like, like I mean, I, I think there's two things I'd, I'd say just as a retort. One is the uh, I think you're already in that game today right? Uh, if you have a pay-to-play experience, you're still going to have to support it over a long period of time in keeping production teams. Um, and, and two, the part of the beauty of free-to-play, unlike pay-to-play, is especially from a marketing budget standpoint, you really don't have to spin up as much. And you actually may, may be the great equalizer in some ways, because you don't have to spend 20 or 30 or whatever it is, millions of dollars to get the attention up at the, at the head. Of, of a game, which is where you particularly kind of monetize, and unlike free to play, where I, you don't usually get as much revenue at the start and you can kind of craft your experience over time.
0: So, I, I would say the assumption if I see a free to play game on console or PC, my assumption is not that I'm going to be able to spend you know eight hours and have eight hours of fun out of this game so it's going to be a grindy experience and that might be cool i'm not against that i i I do play a ton of these free-to-play games i do um but sometimes i just want to get in there and play a small game that i pay a small bit of money for so unless we can change the sort of value proposition and we can sort of teach gamers there are different kinds of free-to-play games but i don't
2: know i I, I think that that's where where you kind of just left it was where my head is i think there's always going to be a place for free to play and pay to play games i think that the type of experience um i mean just without really going too deep into like thought thought process behind this like how would you ever make a free to play narrative driven game like i i'm struggling to find how that would be yeah exa- see- but that's but that's my point right it's like i don't i can't imagine it right now without maybe sitting down for a couple hours and trying to sketch out something But like, I don't think that that's really something that players would ever want after each dialogue. Uh, (laughs) But see, people would hate that, right? I know. But I, I, you know what? No, I take it back. Right? If if that's how old arcade games work to some degree, I mean, a little bit. If if you wanted to see Shao
0: Kahn's finishers, right, you got to put in the coin. Yeah, I don't know about narrative. Narrative is always tough, right?
1: I don't, I don't. uh, But but I, I don't know. This is the beauty of our industry, right? Yeah. Each okay. time that you think, that may not work, you, then you see something like episodic gaming all of a sudden blow up. You know, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, that's cool. I, didn't, I mean, I knew that that sure. was always out there. And that kind of blew up. And you're that like, well, that's kind of like, what's that?
0: Someone, Someone will figure it out, I'm sure. But I, uh, well, you know, now I'm kind of backpedaling. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No one will figure it out. But um, here's the thing. I think that, that, that cloud gaming is going to be a thing. Not everybody agrees, but I think in five years most people are not going to buy a $2,000 computer to play games that they have to download a hundred gigs worth of because everything is super large and like you you can just rent a computer. There's um but then like where do you want to buy your next Assassin's Creed game, right? Do you want to buy it on Steam? Then you can stream it on there, or if you buy it on different platforms, it's going to be islands of content right so maybe you just want to have free-to-play games it's it's a lot it's probably what the market is we've got to, going to be asking for when you have a, a cloud gaming situation like let us just like you know either have a subscription thing or let us just uh support this by uh, buying cosmetics or whatever and i can't imagine that assassin's creed game that's free to play I, I i don't want to see that game
2: yeah no and that's what i mean like i think that there's always going to be for both of those things.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're, you're going to see a blend of different models. You'll probably see a blend of different types of free-to-play, uh, which you're already seeing in the market today, or free-to-play elements in pay-to-play games, which is what you're kind of seeing. Uh, but I think, I, I think I, here's, I'm going to pick a side. I think it's mm-hmm. good. It's, right. it, it can be deadly, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, there are times where I'm cursing it, um, and I know, I know for a fact that I have paid far more for this particular play-to-play, free-to-play experience than I would have if it was pay-to-play. Because um, yeah. just by virtue of just the mechanics. But I'm okay with that because the way I, I rationalize it is if I'm going to spend that much time, and this is part of the beauty of free-to-play, mm-hmm. if I'm going to invest the time in that game and it's relative to how much time I pay, peace. I'm good with that. And I think that's part of the reason why I think there's more... Th- th- this trend continues to accelerate because from a player's standpoint, people look at this and say... Am I going to pay sixty dollars and not finish the campaign and only get maybe one quarter of the overall value prop, or the 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 experience of what I paid for? Or do I get to kind of pay and play, pay to play, you know, pay pay as I play, so to speak? And so I think that's I think that is one of the compelling kind of draws to it, and the fact that it's just free, of course, which yeah. everybody draws to. I think
2: I think going going to your your uh, example of um, a free to play Assassin's Creed hunts like. And then tying that into Mike's point about, um, you know, if I buy a six dollar game, I I want to get the maximum value out of that. But if I get part way through the the campaign and just turn it off, well, you didn't really get your all of your money's worth because there's so much stuff packed into that game. Um, and you think about over time, uh, the amount of stuff that it like we'll keep it we'll keep on Assassin's Creed because I think it's a good example. Like they'll keep throwing DLC at it and they'll keep kind of just the amount of time that you can spend in that game is so large how much money you spend, you're like you're you're still paying like less than a dollar an hour of of uh um value which is so much cheaper than any other form of entertainment. So I kind of like when when I play free-to-play games, I kind of look through it from the same lens, but I still like do the mental math I'm like, mm, is this item really worth this much uh this much money in, in terms of like gr- like if I want to shortcut a grind? And most of the time I can say no. But what I what I then go back to is Okay, but how much time have you spent playing this game? How much entertainment hours have you gotten out of this game up until this point? And there's and I can do the math and be like, I've put a hundred hours into this game and I've not spent five dollars. Like I feel like I'm being stingy to the developer at this point. like yeah. it's it's a weird mental thing. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, I want to go back to something you said, Hans, because I think there, it is interesting because I don't know just thinking about the end game uh, of of free to play and where it actually goes. And I think you're right, like in a world where this evolves to be more and more subscriptions, more and more cloud gaming, and you align those two really well, right? Five years from now, then you're like, why do I free to play anything? And I think you do flip like right now, the, you know, 88, I was just looking up the numbers before we jumped on here. I think it's $88 billion in 2018 was free to play of the $110 billion of gaming, which is kind of insane, right? And that's very mobile very p c right not nearly as much console, and I didn't get a chance to go into the details. I just did a quick kind of search on the internet, so it must be true but the um but anyway the but 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 back back to that point, but in a world where you're paying for access to games, it kind of renders a lot of free to play that at least business model partially invalid, and then you but you do get a lot of the monetization schemes that you historically do, but it's interesting like because it, it's like well. If I pay the same for Assassin's Creed or any other free-to-play game, why would you even make it a free-to-play game? And how do you even think about monetization? Is everything free-to-play? Because you really, I I don't know. I'm throwing that out there as a, it's an interesting world five years from now when let's say that hypothetically speaking, 60% of or 70% of gamers are getting games through access of a subscription,
0: then what? Yeah. Yeah. The Netflix model, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean it'd be interesting, right? Cuz cuz at that point you're like, "Well, I don't really need the subscription to get that free-to-play game because it's free, and the subscription I'm paying for. So what am I actually getting in there?" So uh, for me, like the easy answer is, "Okay, well you you get some sort of head start or benefit thing if you are part of a subscription." Yeah. But if everything's a part of a of a subscription, then even that part goes away. Then you're like, "Well, then how do I what how do I how do I interact with this game?" Or maybe it's just they don't care that, you know, you could get this thing anywhere and they don't care that you're part of a subscription and you still just get microtransacted to, mm-hmm. to, to craziness. Yeah. But,
0: I mean, there's a ton of games right now that will um, uh, be full price that have a season pass that has, I mean, I don't know. I have, there was a ton, long time ago since I played destiny. I probably need to buy something in order to play the game again. Uh, even though I bought that full price, you know, it's so that might also be a, A style of, um, uh, you know, pricing games in the future. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at my, I think we have
1: my blur effect on the entire episode, which is great. (laughs) 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 It's
0: it's annoying. (laughs) Vaseline on this. That
1: works. And the only thing that works, this is the crazy shit. The only thing that works is literally putting my hand over the camera. So, excellent. So, so there you go. I mean, you can either edit that and post, or we can. We can, we can just have the mic's hand over the camera every five minutes.
0: I will absolutely edit this on post. <laughs> I'm, not,
1: I'm not. Okay, so free to play. Let's talk. Uh, there's, we, got, we got some more time on the clock. I think we've got a couple more minutes. So we, 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 we pressed forward, um, and we looked at some of this stuff. What is it that um, – so, Paul, I want to go back to a couple of things. One, you're like, I'm good. I'm in. Accessible. It's awesome. Surely not everything is awesome.
2: I mean, there's the, the, the stuff you always hear about is the, the predatory practices that a lot of games have in terms of um, uh loot box mechanics or gotcha mechanics, I think is a more correct term. Um but it it's it almost feels like gambling. Like you're you're design it, the game is designed and built around the fact that you're trying to chase that hit to get that awesome thing. Um FIFA Ultimate Team is probably the primary example of that thing that a lot of people bring up. Um, there's a scandal with Battlefront 2 some years ago that kind of kicked off the whole resurgence and people going, you know, is this really what we want in games? Um, so I think that there's there's that element to it. Um, and I think that without getting too deep into the whole, should government step into this type of thing, um, I think that the, the shorter answer is like, you should always try to treat your players with respect. Um, and I think that people will always try to abuse that system. And I think we, I'm... I'm I would hope that people are better at seeing these things, but I understand how and why these things happen. Um, So yeah, there can be negatives that come out of it because if it's free, you need to make money somehow. And, you know, people will always try to find a way to um, make easy money as it were. Um, I mean, but that aside, like, I think that there's, it's like with any new, it's not necessarily technology, but with any new kind of approach to thing, there's always going to be good and bad While people kind of figure shit out. and i think we're kind of getting through that right now where i think most of the way forward people are are trying to find better practices the interesting th- the interesting thing for me though is um will will these ways forward be as profitable and will companies that previously relied on that type of element suddenly go oh boy our revenues are way down because we're not um you know nickel and diming somebody uh, in a casino like manner so maybe we can't afford to do all that stuff before. How does that, how do we rethink how we make games going forward? Um, I think it'll be a big shift.
1: Yeah. I, I'll just add one point to that. Cause they, I actually, I'll go a little step further. I, I think that uh, it can be a dist- free to play in particular. And a lot of those that have carried over those uh, gotcha mechanics, monetization schemes, however we want to call it that whole, and there's different levels of aggression in that area, right? Depending on how much money we want to make. And you've already listed some examples. They're a distraction. Um, to good, I think, gameplay design. I think very few times do people get it right where they bring, I call it bring joy to pay. Like I actually want to pay for that. That's cool. I'll do that. Yeah. You know, type. As I focus my good. camera. But the, but, but just don't worry about me. I'm just going to be all, all episode long. Um, but I think, you know, I, 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 as I lose my train of thought, But I but I think it's unfortunate because whether it's that or ad sponsor gaming and everything else, interruptions, like, gone are the days and it's unfortunate i think in a lot of ways and i think this is what pay to play i miss about when i said earlier about kind of the integrity and i mentioned economy but there's other things which is i kind of just want to pay to play a game i don't want to fuck around with any other mechanics i don't want to be boxed out here and wait um and have to pay for a ketchup um uh you know or consumable or something else just to play because sometimes that's all I want to do, and to me that was always kind of the that was always the motivation in in playing in the first place. And so it does it, it hangs it up a little bit. And I think me being a more impatient gamer maybe that's the, that's one thing that I, I hope because you're seeing a trend more and more um, uh, where I think that um, you know I, I hope that it doesn't continue to persist because I want to get back to the purity of gaming.
2: So I think that's the thing, right? You say the purity of gaming. I I think that that is that is super subjective. I think games are games. Like you you, but your what you're talking about is your vision of like games, uh, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, right? Where everything was a premium game, and you know what you paid for, you know what you got. I think that things evolve, and I think that there are good and bad game mechanics. Like there have been really shitty sure. premium games. Sure, um, we're we're
1: speaking in absolutes, but yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. for a second, say that there's. There's some egregiousness to this, right? And I think there's more free-to-play has, I think, accelerated some of that egregious behavior because I'll use a word that Hans did last week, which is we're desensitizing people to some of those things. And so we've tolerated things like, oh, it's okay when I get done Mm -hmm. with whatever I'm doing and going around of gaming, let's call it on my mobile game. It doesn't matter what name it is because I won't name any. And then all of a sudden I get an ad pop-up Got to watch it because, you know, whatever it is, to get to the next whatever uh, thing. And I know that I'm playing a free-to-play game, but I would gladly probably pay just to get to the purity of that experience or not have to wait to unlock a particular kind of, let's call it, loot box or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so I think there is, you're right, that some of that stuff is, is out there, and I think that that is gaming evolving. But the question then becomes, is it in a good way, and did free-to-play actually accelerate that change?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, go ahead. I I think also it kind of sucks where game design or game mechanics are informed by, you know, whether you've purchased something or not. Like, there should be a pretty clear line there, I believe. Maybe we just let the, uh, make sure that the design team never talks to the marketing team.
1: You know, I, I, I love that it wait. You waited this long to happen. <laughs> like, gonna, right, you're I'm not allowed pretend, to talk to each other. I'm gonna pretend Hans didn't even say that. But, uh, <laughs> there's like we have to keep score of how many shots.
0: That's how you get back uh, to the purity of gaming, Mike.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm gonna throw one more at you because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna let Hans. I want Hans to kind of throw something out. There's here's a spin on that that because we nobody ever talks or we don't talk as much about this, which is you still got to make money to support our games. And we don't. And so in some ways, a lot of the stuff that we are seeing, you could make the argument that um, that's the only way to survive in gaming. Because there wasn't long ago, which you guys were all there, maybe 10, even today, right? You're seeing studios. It's a very kind of up and down, hit-driven business. And it's very difficult in this business. And if you don't do well and have enough support for your game and and make enough money for your game, like look at Telltale is a great example. They made great games. Great narrative games, great episodic games, and they're no longer in business. And in part because they probably couldn't, to your point earlier, Polly, couldn't adapt to the fact that, you know, not so much to the market, but to the ability to make money in a different way.
0: Yeah, because they were a company that w- they were in the forefront of a new way of making games of marketing games yeah. and they were extremely successful and they grew their company. And all of a sudden it's it, it's just like in a few years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares about that kind of uh, style of games
1: anymore. It's unfortunate too, because the quality sure. of games that they had were great. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
2: I mean, I think so. So very much on, on that point. Like I think that, um, telltale is actually a really mixed example i i i I disagree with some some of the points you guys made about it being a um very successful i think if if i read up on some of like what happened behind the scenes with their with their company i think it was poorly mismanaged like i think Mm -hmm. that they floated by like they scraped by like i don't think they were like you know we're sitting in so much money this is this is we're living the life i think it was like we're living paycheck to paycheck. We just happen to keep getting licenses for huge games. And we have to sell a lot just to break even. And they just skated by until they just ran out of runway. Like, I don't think it was successful. I think that they made good games. They were interesting. Quality-wise, I'd argue with you a little bit. Those games were choppy as fuck. Um, but I loved them. Like, they were they were so much character. They were really well narratively created. Um, but they, they had some technical issues with things. Um, I'm going to fact-check that, Polly. That's fine. Um,
1: but, the average, average meta score is 75 in their games. Highest is 94. Just saying. That's pretty good. Come on. Which, sure, which game
2: but, was
0: highest? Sorry. Is it, wait, is which, they which game? To, to tell oh, of course, of course. TV. Sure.
2: Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, that said, like, you know, you said they pioneered they pioneered kind of the episodic thing. And I actually thought that that was going to take off way more. I, I think that they were like, let's, let's look at what TV does, what, like, how uh, some other streaming services are doing this in the other uh, areas of entertainment. They tried something new, and I thought it would go really well. I think um, I may have seen the GDC talk or something where they talked about how many people would come back episode after episode after episode, similar numbers to how you see people would play or drop off in a campaign in a sixty dollars game, except that they didn't get the money for those third, fourth, fifth episodes. I, I, so. I think that-
1: Let's talk about that because I, I agree with you. So one, I think they, they deliver pretty good quality games. There's, uh, but, but I think I agree with the mismanagement. I, I don't know all that behind the scenes, but it sounds like uh, I can I can see that too. The bigger issue is in pushing down a new way episodic gaming, you lose your audience, and there's no and yep. they pro- they could have in, uh, structured it maybe in a different way, right? Uh, I don't know what that could be. Maybe it's it's you know. Uh, like in a world where you have battle passes, is that the way to kind of better kind of, and I think they did some of that in the end. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure, but I think there could have maybe been a smarter way to monetize yourself because they did. They drop just inevitably people drop off in campaigns yeah. and you could see the same thing in
0: episodic. But I think
2: it was, art. it was really interesting. I'm so glad that they tried it. I remember when they hurt, when they did it, I was like, that was cool. I was super happy to see that.
0: Yeah. Like also no competitors. Nobody was yeah. doing that, but maybe people saw that it was a scary, scary thing, but I thought, at the time, like, these guys are killing it because nobody's um, sort of uh, taking those ideas and uh, and competing with them.
2: And it's it's always one of those scary things where you're like, oh, man, are they killing it because they're the yeah. only ones there, or is no one there because it's a bad <laughs> idea?
0: Yeah, like... I'm running. It's like, why is nobody running with me it's, it's, on this it's one? It's the memo. You know, yeah, I'm
1: not sure. Why am I
0: here? I'm in the All leads. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm the only guy in the race. <laughs> exactly. But I do have a bit of a positive spin. I'm i free to play. Like, if you to, if you want to do that, because Paul did, it's like, oh, what's the negative side of it? I do think on PC though, because um, we as consumers, we we as gamers, we have a little bit of a different relationship with the um, uh, the makers of games on PC and consoles. that maybe a, mobile uh, uh game would i don't think there's as much transparency and communication with people you know playing your s- silly ass knighthood game right um so I, like the, the the games i enjoy playing that are free to play are like warframe and path of exile which have a very active uh, you know community and and uh, the people behind the games talk very frankly about their games which means that they, they will often have, you know, support the developer packages they can buy. So you're basically putting 60 bucks into Path of Exile every four months when they put out the new season because I like what they do. So I basically rebuy the game multiple times a year. Same thing with Warframe. Um, so uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't really pull that off um, on a mobile title, I think.
2: Yeah, or or just even on an HD title, right? Because it's like, uh, hey, or on a previously premium title, you're like, well, you paid the price once. Why would you make me pay for it again? But yeah. with free-to-play, you have the opportunity right. to do it again, yeah, which too. I think is the, the where that business model works really well is people can just endlessly, like, if you, if you have the right mechanics, people can just endlessly throw money at you. And, you wow. know, that means we dig into the territory of whales and people that spend thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on games, which is sometimes float game develops development themselves. Um, But uh, yeah, you're not going to get that with an HD game. I mean, HD games are risky from, from the perspective, like Mike talked about is like, there's a huge buildup to that one launch. And then if not enough people buy it, row. But by the
1: way, I don't have an issue with that, you know, on the free to play side, if people spend a hundred thousand dollars in a game that they have put uh, a million hours in, whatever it is, um, at least you know, at the end of the day, that they have measured what, well, unless they're just paying to get uh, ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, this gets into some <laughs> other conversations. Oh, other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's usually relative to how much time in, uh, you invest in the game. Mm. Whereas in, uh, at least from a player's standpoint, you know, I think from my standpoint, I would much prefer that.
0: Uh, if, if a counterpoint to that, though, so if yeah. you spend time in a game and then yeah. you spend a few hundred dollars in a game, you're going to get something out of that game. So if I want to play a game and I want to spend $20 in that game, am I not going to get anything out of that? Because they've sort of priced things based on, you know, the people that invest a ton of time in this game and a ton of money in this game. Are they going to get sort of something out of it? It doesn't have to be like uh, unlocks or, uh, um, you know. Success in a game, it's just like fun. What 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 kind of fun will I get out of a game that are willing to spend maybe twenty bucks on a
2: mobile game? I think it depends on what you what you value, what you what you want to get out of the game. Like it's it. I think the. I want to get to level forty five as well, man. You can take your time. Then you, oh, can, so you, uh, you literally can pay twenty dollars and get to
1: level forty five, which is probably what Paul did. No, no I'm joking. At oh, it. he's a he's a he's a grinder.
2: Um, but I did <laughs> I, I did jump some did you? Yeah, man, I, I've been playing uh, grindy RPG style games for ages. No, I love much the grind. How you spent Have you? Um, well, don't tell me how much you spent. Have you spent?
1: Because I have not spent, and I'm. I, it took me a week to get to seventeen. I'm just. Hold saying.
2: on. Uh, I think I spent like uh, like equivalent of like forty USD. Oh damn! All right. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a game. The the first the first thing that they offered was a, here's a sixty dollar bundle of gems for half off. And I was like, I played this game for three weeks straight about six hours a day. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. One, one, um, one more, one more and, thing
1: that I can't have. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul.
2: Yeah. It was like the only other thing I bought, I think was like on, on day five, I bought a $5 like kind of boost bundle. And I was like, well, I've already spent like a good 20 hours in the game. Like $5 is nothing. Like I don't care. Sure. Let's go for it. I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. Um, yeah. Yeah, I,
1: I uh, one more thing that I I uh, was just going to say the um we could go on and on about this stuff by the way because this yeah. is just it's fun it's meaty and we can talk about things like how good uh, these games are getting to, to uh, and how targeted their ads are uh, uh, based on your player behavior and it's it, it's actually it's um, stepping out of the experience it's a marvel to watch in the experience I'm 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 driven a little I'm batty about uh, nuts about it but hey let's um. I think this is, you know, I think we're, we, we've kind of we've worked through a lot of this stuff. It's a good topic. That um, solve I think it it's tonight. an interest,
0: Sorry, we're not going to solve this one tonight.
1: We're not going to solve. We're not going to solve it tonight. But I think you know, there, I think what we should do, though, seriously, this is a media enough topic that we may have a part two at some point in the future. Maybe it's for me, I'm here to talk about some more stuff. But um, so, uh, so Paulie's thumbs up still. Uh, a typical Hans
0: i mean eventually we'll find a topic that i jive with but i am kind of scared for
2: um i'm scared because we're gonna have change you know i just i just want to point out that hans is against free to play games yeah he's the one that he's of the three of us is playing the most free to play games right now that might actually be it yeah
1: yeah Yeah, you're you're probably right too because you mentioned Warframe. I think every single conversation that we yeah
2: same with Dota, Dota, Dota Warframe, Path of Exile. Yeah, it's a Mm -hmm. holy
0: trinity of dumb stuff. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that's crazy. All right, so let's let's just close it out with our that's fucking cool. Yes. You know, so I don't know if you guys um, had a chance to find anything that was that that was that fucking cool that made this segment this week, but um, um, I tell you what, I'll start it off. Um, so I, you know, in the spirit of moving this week and it's top of mind, things are all kind of crazy. So it's not so much gaming related or anything else, but just something that kind of broke my world yesterday in a really good way. And that was, you know, your, your box and everything, it's crazy. You're trying to get, you know, inevitably you always have stuff, right? Whether it's waste, whether it's, I need help for me, I had to get rid of furniture that wasn't going to fit in my place. And there's this app. And, you know, the app craze is kind of gone and, and left, right? There's always a new app for something. This is one of those apps that I was like, oh. it was like this moment of oh. everything kind of comes out and it's tip tap. I don't know if you guys have ever used that. It started here in I think Stockholm and it's now started to proliferate in Europe. So it's not hit the rest of the world, but there was this moment it's, and they really, it's like this deliver, move, remove. It's like peer to peer kind of waste removal but it's it's like a better form of craigslist it's got a slick ui and it's like take a picture pop and i can rate people and no joke here's the one experience couple of experiences i had over the weekend i needed to get rid of a couch nice couch posted it thanks giveaway within a matter of 10 minutes could pick from a selection of people that had different ratings book thanks accepted they were here 5 10 minutes later book done it was it was that slick it was just so good so anyway that was my, that fucking cool moment because I it just relieved a ton of stress. And it reminds me of, you know, when you have this disruptive, um, you know, software apps, solutions, call it uh, Airbnb, call it Uber. That was the moment that I had, uh, where I was like, okay, that has changed my life in a very small way. So yeah,
2: that, that's my fucking cool moment. We just used it this week. And that <laughs> okay. was gonna be one of the things I wanted to talk about. Cause that's no.
1: no, no joke. You're kidding, right Paul?
0: My God. No man, I'm well, serious. Well, we we well, got well, rid was of a uh, thing you got rid of then.
2: Oh me. Oh sorry. Uh I got we we got rid of a a um I guess a a deck table. Uh it's a small little table that we have on our on our balcony from IKEA. Um we wanted to get rid of it. Uh we wanted to get rid of a uh, uh a coat a coat stand and something else. I think like a small cabinet. My wife is the same thing. She's like, "Oh, Tip top. It was like let's just do this thing. Boop, 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 boop. Gone, same day. Like just amazing. It, Excellent.
1: It really is. Uh, I mean, we 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 sound like we're promoting. We should get some sponsorship from TikTok. <laughs> but it's but it it is. It, I think to me it was that that same moment. You know, when you 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 find something that's that slick and that powerful, and you realize the disruption of kind of like you know yeah uh, 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 that type of an experience. So anyway. Go ahead, Hans. We're, now cool. We're
0: just... Oh yeah. No, but that sounds great. I mean, uh, you, usually the way you did it before is people just called you, it's like, "Hey, do you still have that thing?" It's like, "No, I don't have that thing." Because I removed the listing. You shouldn't have called me three three days later. But <laughs> that sounds this sounds good. Um, all right. So I have a little bit of an observation. I've 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 been seeing um, every couple of months I see a new game engine pop up. Right. There's usually some kind of open source thing. Some some dude in his basement uh, came up with a game engine, but um, the, the the latest thing uh, I want to say there's a, there's a game engine called the Machinery from a company called Our Machinery. They were involved with BitSquid and Stingray, so I, there's a little bit of you know little bit of uh, DNA mixed with me somehow. Um, and uh, I'm just happy that even though we have big game engines like Unity and Unreal, and all the big studios are doing their own thing with uh, um, you know Dice got snowflake no wait frost avalanche something right what frostbite. was the name of the frostbite there you go i i, I should probably know that um it still kind of uh, indicates that there's a healthy sort of sound uh, you know movement in the in the in the gaming industry i don't like monoliths so i'm happy to see that there's something about that i think that's fucking cool maybe maybe you guys don't But it uh, warms my nerd heart.
1: As the head of code, I would expect nothing less.
0: Yeah. Excellent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think that's cool. I think that is cool.
0: But uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up for uh, this second episode of uh, Patch and Crash. I'm happy to uh, spend the last uh, sort of 40, 45 minutes uh, talking with you guys. And I think there's a lot more stuff to talk on uh, about free-to-play gaming whether it's a six deploy, whether it's here to stay, whether it's the future, you know, maybe it's the solution for cloud gaming. But uh, with that, uh, I want to round it off. And um, um, yeah, stay safe, everybody. Thank you all for listening. If you want to see more episodes of this podcast, please check out patchandcrash.com. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Patchandcrash, where we post about new episodes or live streams.